Hey, what's up, y'all? This is DJ Wiz from Kid and Play, and I'm listening to the ESP. Don't y'all know it's a house party up in here? You better tune in. Okay. Okay. Yep. All right. You ready? Yep. Good evening and welcome to ESP and Jax Speak. Speak. You didn't get I'm it. so happy you're back. I'm so happy you're back. How have you been? It's, well, good, to be, it's good to be back. I say, how have you been? Like, I don't talk to you 35 million times a day. So, well, but they're happy to have you back anyway. Yeah, mm, that question is relative and loaded anyway. So, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so no. tell them what, tell them what's up, Jack. Tell them what's been happening. They haven't heard your voice in a while. I'm just, you know, working on working behind the scenes and getting some things in order for ESP and Jack speaks and. You know, just trying to keep busy, trying to keep your brain off of what's going on in the world today, because there's so much going on today. That's what I miss most about our segments, because I can't talk to myself about the political aspect, and it's no fun without you, so I haven't been doing it, so forgive me. You can't, you can't talk to yourself? I can talk, I talk to myself, to myself all the time, because I know I'm listening. <laughs> no, but it's no fun talking politics to myself. You know, that's that's kind of boring. I don't really talk politics to myself. I yell at the TV. It helps. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So is there anything happening that we want to talk about um, other than he went through the, um, oh, what do you call it when they throw the president out again? I don't know why. I can't remember what this, the impeachment. What, the impeachment trial? Twice. This idiot yeah. has been impeached twice and they've acquitted him twice. What does that say about our society that they can let somebody eke by on the things that he would, five people died because of what he did and you let him walk? It's, I don't think that is necessarily a societal question. I think that is a political question first and foremost. Um, it was kind of a slap in the face to see that case laid out as well as it was, to hear Republicans say how well it was laid out and how they proved their case, and then they turned around and acquitted them anyway. Um, it's all political fancy. And then after the fact to hear uh, Mr. Monroe stand up and say, you know, uh, Mitch McConnell, <laughs> <laughs> that, you know, he hasn't gotten away with anything yet. Um, I'm like, uh, yes, he has, but 
you know, hopefully there'll be some kind of justice, but it, it, it was, it was not unexpected, but it was hurtful anyway. We knew that he was going to be acquitted because you just can't get the Republicans to figure out what is going on in the real world, but it was still, it was still hurtful to see that somebody could be responsible for five people losing their lives and they quit him on a technicality that was already worked out before the impeachment trial started. They had already voted that this was a constitutional thing. It was rightfully being instituted, but they still voted to acquit based on that technicality. So it's just, it's all a joke. And um, there have been a lot of talks now about a third party starting to maybe develop. Mm -hmm. And that is a party of people between Democrats, Republicans, and independents, because people are just sick of the politics now, sick of it. You know what the saddest thing for me was? You talk about it being a party. The, the, the decision was based on party. At least four of the five people that died were Republicans. You Blue couldn't lives. even recognize the fact that you, this caused damage to four of your own people. At least four of them were. Anyway. This is the society that we live in. So um, it's not like we don't have to shift gears on a consistent basis because that's what we're talking about today. Code switching. The fact that we have to switch gears in order to fit in, get in, stay in, be in on a regular basis. So for any one of you who does not know what code switching is, before we jump in, let's clarify what it is. According to the Oxford Dictionary, code switching is the practice of alternating between two or more varieties of language in conversation. And Jackie, did you know that there was an urban dictionary? I didn't yes. know that. I did not I use know it all the time. <laughs> Wait, you, know, you have to keep up with what these kids are saying nowadays. So, so yeah, you, I, I, I look at it often. You refer, mm -hmm. seriously, you refer to the Urban Dictionary to figure out what the No cap. I can send you a couple of my kids so you can figure I, no I cap. Can, Okay. All right. Urban Dictionary, <laughs> which you refer to on a regular basis. To customize your style of speech to the audience or group being addressed. That's not a that's not far off from the Oxford dictionary. So Jax, break us, break it down for us. Now that we got the dictionary's version of it. We code switch consistent. Hell, you live in code switch. Yeah. <laughs> I think when you and I are talking on a regular basis, we code switch maybe 45 times in the course of a conversation. Totally. Totally. <laughs> I code switch all day, but for me, it's not a matter of fitting in. It's just something that happens with me, you know, because I'm always practicing accents and, you know, trying to do my comedy thing. So, you know, I'll just like jump into something different every now and then. I can pick up the telephone and if the telemarketer is on the phone, I'll have a conversation with them like this and they don't understand. But, um, I know when I was younger, 
and started applying for jobs, I have a German last name. So if I spoke to someone on the phone and they heard my name, they automatically assumed that I didn't have any melanin in my skin. And then when I would walk in the door, I could immediately see, oh, okay, that's not what we're expecting. But then when I get there, I, I guess this is a part of code switching. You, you know, your, your uh, verbiage changes, you want to speak like you have a brain. Whereas when you're speaking with your friends and everything, you're using more colloquialisms, Collo co co What's the word I'm looking Colloquialism. for? Colloquialism. You got it. Thank you. <laughs> so, you know, and, and I think that kind of thing, it just happens. But we are code switching constantly all day long for whatever reason there may be. That's right. Where do you code switch? Well, <laughs> I right live in code switch. <laughs> Uh, well, you figure we went to school when we went, you and I went to school together. So when we were in Manhattan, 90% was, you know, I mean, you know, what I mean, so what's up? What's up? How you doing? You know, how you hang, how's it hanging? That was, that's a form of code switching. But my, my mother who was British, I get up in the morning and are you getting out of the bed? come on down and have some tea and, you know, get your breakfast and get you set up because you really need to be on time to get out for school. So I grew up hearing from her. Then my, my father had a different accent because he had a mixture of Asian and British. Then we were coming from Antigua where most of her brothers and sisters were West Indian. So you could go from hearing the British accent and speak clearly and, and sit up straight to what you say? Picnic, girl, picnic, go, go put on your clothes and get out the house. You know, you would- That's the one I'm- That's the one you're what? I'm sorry. That's, That's the one I'm trying to work on, Chai. Uh, all right, well, listen. <laughs> Most people try for try for sound Jamaican because that's what they're familiar with. But really, in order to get a, a good accent, you just you have to be around it. You, you want to have a good accent, go to go to the Bronx. If you want to do anything besides Jamaican, go hang out in the Bronx. Because up in the Bronx, over by White Plains Road, and then you have Trini, you have Antigua. You have Nivision, you have people from Guyana. I mean, it's all spectrum. And a lot of the churches and them up there have a lot of West Indian people who come straight here and come straight to the Bronx. Yeah. I love so, it. It's just, whew, it's so it's the island culture. It's, yeah. No, that the Bajan, if, if you want to hear Sing Sangi, that's more of a Bayesian kind of thing because they literally sing song through the way through the to the whole conversation. So Jax, if you want to come on and you want to learn it, they literally sing song through the thing. Jamaicans, they're a lot harder. And mm -hmm. they don't Jamaicans don't clean up, but they, they don't pronounce their H's. That's a big thing with Jamaicans. They don't pronounce the hair. There's an old joke where uh, Ari hit me with the hammer in the head. 
Harry hit me with the hammer in the head. <laughs> they, they use R's where they're not supposed to be, and they take the H's off of where they're supposed to be. That's Jamaican. But those, for, for me, the, the West Indian accents are really, really have been easier. And what people don't understand is those West Indian accents are derivative of our homeland because a lot of the tongues from Benin, from um, uh, Ghana, from Nigeria, those are the roots of the accents that we look at from the West Indies. Now you also have Hispanic culture because they have a form of code switching and they call it Spanglish where they go from English to Spanish in the same word. And there's also an accent because Puerto Ricans can tell where Dominicans are from when they speak English, whereas West Indians can tell what island you're from. So everybody has a different type of flavor. But right. once again, code switching is how do you use it and why? Now you well, made mention of your last name because my mm -hmm. last my last name is French, and my first name is Jewish. So when people hear my first name, they don't know, especially on the phone, they have no idea. No idea. <laughs> so you know, you get if you want to get things done. Sometimes if you want to get ahead, sometimes if you want to coexist at your job, you use these tools, and there's nothing wrong with it. No, no. In fact, I think it um, it can only do anything but broaden your your outlook and and what comes back to you. Um, and don't forget, there's also a physical aspect to code switching. Um, I watched this video of Barack Obama, <laughs> and he was meeting with a basketball team. Um, LeBron James's basketball team. Mm -hmm. He goes up to the coach who happens to be white and he shakes his hand. And when he gets to LeBron, it's like, yo, come on, you know, give me that dad, give me that hug, whatever. So there's physical code switching as well. Um, you know, and of course, you know, that's your favorite one. So I have that clip. So let's take a quick look so Jax can go on with it. Let's have a quick look at that clip. We all code switch, but some examples are more effective than others. Okay, let's be real honest. Obama would not be president if he didn't know how to effectively code switch. Obama out. He's really adept at reading his audience. Wagwan, Jamaica. And then putting forth an American English that they can relate to. So what is code switching? Okay, so code switching, let's keep it really simple. Code, so we can think language and switching. So going back and forth between one language and another or one dialect and another. Meet Professor Renee Blake. I am an associate professor in the Department of Linguistics at New York University. I'm also in the Department of Social and Cultural Analysis and the Director of Africana Studies. Say that three times fast. 
Oh, you're funny. <laughs> Code switching is the norm for all of us. So if you just think about whether it's a formal situation versus an informal situation, we're going to be code switching. Usually people think of it in terms of language. So here I am speaking, and I'm speaking not only with words, but I'm also speaking with my face, I'm speaking with my hands. But code switching often has higher stakes for black people. I think it's clear why black people specifically feel the need to code switch. This is Taryn Finley. She's the editor of HuffPost Black Voices. Our blackness isn't accepted in a lot of spaces that are um, critical for our success and our survival. A lot of times we have to dilute and we have to put on a mask. It's a bigger leap for someone who speaks African-American English versus someone who speaks uh, a language that is closer to mainstream English, the language of those in power. But when a black person can't effectively code switch, the result can be catastrophic. The 2013 George Zimmerman trial was a painful reminder of that fact. He was charged with second-degree murder in the shooting of Trayvon Martin. Rachel Gentile was the prosecution's star witness and a close friend of Martin's. And when she testified, she was not code-switching. I asked him how the man looked like. He looked like a creepy-ass cracker. She took the stand, and it became clear that the public wasn't judging the facts of her story. They were judging her language. I don't think she came across as brutally honest. I think she comes across as brutally ignorant. Every time she opens her mouth, her credibility gets chipped away and chipped away. Ultimately, Zimmerman walked free. But the ability to code switch isn't always enough to avoid disaster. Case in point, Sandra Bland. Bland was stopped for failing to signal a lane change. Oh, you seem very irritated. I am. I, I really am. She's speaking a form of standard or mainstream English. Step out of the car. But yet, the conversation escalates and goes badly very quickly. Get out of the car! And then you I will light you up! Get out! Wow! Now! Wow! Get out of the car! For a failure to signal, you're doing all of this for Get over there! And so here what I think is happening, and what we seem to understand is that there's something about the black expression that is different or can be misconstrued. Despite her ability to code switch, Bland was arrested. She was later found dead in her jail cell. Our blackness inherently says trouble in a lot of white spaces, in a lot of public spaces. That's why so many people feel threatened and want to call the cops when they see a black person doing something as benign as waiting for a business meeting to start in Starbucks. So it sounds like racism is the root cause of all of this. We haven't, as a country, confronted racism and really got into the roots of why we code switch, why we feel like we have to straighten our hair in order to get a job, even if we don't want to. That concerns me, because I think the black body is like every other body, a beautiful body, and should be loved and respected, and not feel anxiety as you walk through the world on a daily basis. I know I feel that anxiety because I do want to be accepted by the world in which I live. Code switching can help black people navigate white spaces, but at the end of the day, it's not enough to overcome racism. Code switching respectability politics don't protect us all the time. We're still black. Is this the president of the United States that's doing this? That's right. So, like I said, I think a lot of it is completely subconscious. 
Um, you don't even realize that you're doing it. Uh, you walk into a grocery store, if someone starts talking to you, your whole mannerism might change because you know you might be trying to keep them at bay or you might be trying to really hear what they're trying to say to you. So it's all, I think it just becomes part of us. And like you said, I don't think there's anything wrong with it unless, unless mm. you are using it to be someone other than yourself. Mm. If you're using it and you're not being, you know, genuine, you're not being what you really should be in that moment, then I think that's where the problems happen. But Okay, Jax, you got to go further yes. into that. You got you to gotta dig into that. Break that down. I hear you, but break that down. Okay, well, from a personal standpoint, I live in an area where um, it's mostly Caucasian people. And I joined a band when I got up here. And when I would walk into the club, I could see everyone, heads would turn and look directly at me. I didn't put on this, you know, I, I didn't code switch in those instances as to maybe uh, shrink or um, change myself to maybe fit in with them. In fact, I think at that point, consciously, I would have to shut off the code switching and just, yes, I'm here. This is who I am. I'm approachable if you need to ask me any questions. But um, in instances like that, I've seen people try to fit in with those that are surrounding them in a very unnatural manner, if that makes any sense. Because as I said, I think a lot of the code switching is automatic. But when you are actually trying to fit in with a group of people or in a situation and you're not being your real genuine self about it, that's when I think code switching is dangerous and... So is that when... Tell me if I'm, I'm tapping on what you're saying because this is what I'm hearing. In what your explanation was just now, I hear, remember back in like the 90s when the white kids were trying to get on the hip hop tip and they were dressing like us and they were taking on the, the hip hops. And it, it's cool because the culture grew because when we were first introducing hip hop, everybody's like, oh, don't do it. Those kids are doing it. But as soon as the white culture started tapping into hip hop, it became okay. And then they started spreading it exponentially but coming back to what I think I heard you saying was when the little white kids used to put on the beanies and try to turn their hat back with a yo 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 what's up that's not authentic they were trying to fit in is that what you were talking about that type of situation that type of situation yeah all right so I feel like when you're your authentic self when you're being you that the code switching is something that just kind of happens and it's um just happenstance for that moment whereas if you're trying to be something that you're not if you're trying to fit in that's when code switching becomes detrimental to you gotcha. and um yeah so gotcha. 
All right, the guys, um, we're here talking about code switching. So I wanna let you know before we go any further that you should be listening to us on Facebook Live or you might be on Instagram. You might also be on YouTube or you might be on Periscope. But in the event that you can't hang with us for the whole time of the show, we can be found on, you ready? Facebook Live, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, tune in. And if you come back to YouTube and watch us as a rerun, please click the bell and subscribe. Leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. We're also on Anchor Podcasts. We're on Breaker, Radio Public, Twitcher, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast. And did I forget anybody? I don't think I forgot anybody. anybody? At ESP Real Talk. You can also find us on Twitter at ESP Speaks. And soon, because you see Jack's back here, all that work she did, soon you'll be able to go to ESPNJacks.com. And for those of you who don't want to view us on social media, you'll be able to come straight to our page and see it. So, we'll be back. You know what? Let's take a break after all of that, Jack. Let's run a commercial because we have a couple of special things coming up. There's a real special performance tonight. I'm going to set some information out for you. There's something that you need to watch. And there's something coming on next week that you need to watch. So, we're going to run a commercial on that. We'll be back after these messages with ESP and...
back to ESP and Jack Speaks. So now that we've moved on from the code switching, what else have we got in store for everybody today? Well, you know, I wanted to talk about, uh, I've been trying to have her on this show for forever, the most wonderful sister. If you ever get a chance to meet her in person, just fabulous. You know her because we've known her for years. We went to school with her a million years ago. We're not going to say how long a million years was, but well, it's you're a trying to date. <laughs> Don't date me. <laughs> I just want to establish the fact that we're mature in our years, but we're still having a lot of fun. So we're young at heart. But I digress. Back to this wonderful woman that I am about to introduce to you. Her name is Joyce Adewumi. She's a big deal. In New York City, I'm going to let her give you her whole background and what she does. But the reason that we have her on today is because there's an amazing film that she shot last year where she took several people and went overseas. They went back to Africa. And the name of the film is called We Are the Endless Raw. It, as I said, is an amazing perspective on culture and living overseas and and the African culture itself, which is something that we as a people need to reconnect to, because that is our homeland, regardless of where you've come from. I think everybody needs to watch this film. I don't care what culture you emanate from. Everybody needs to watch this film, because that is the base of civilization. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm going to let her come in and talk to us about the film, which, by the way, as of 12 midnight tonight, well, 12 midnight last night, today's the 20th, so when it turned 12 midnight tonight, the film has been running 24 hours a day, will run 24 hours a day until, I believe, the 27th, she'll correct me if I'm wrong, because there is a huge program that's going to be coming on on the 27th, and I'm excited about it, but I will never do it justice in, in explaining. So enough from talking for me. I would love to introduce you to Joyce Adewumi. Joyce, come on in. <laughs> Hello. Hello, my darling. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Joyce, it's been, it's been a, a I will say, should I say a trial? It's been a journey to have you finally on my screen. We tried to do this last year in person when I was still at Brooklyn Navy Yard. And just, you know, we just have to keep at things that we want. That's what you, this journey has taught me. Anyway, I'm going to shut up. Please tell us what's going on. So first of all, I have to thank you for bringing me on the show today and for being tenacious, you know, making sure, not giving up on bringing me to your show. I'm excited to be here and I commend you for all the work that you do. Esther, you are just, you're just amazing. Thank and, you so much. That's why we call her Jackie. Jackie, I'm not leaving you Aww. out. You too. I know it's a team. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why e. we call her Tenacious E. Yeah. Uh. 
So thank you so much for having me here. And I know you talked about us being uh, classmates, schoolmates from a million years in. Yeah, but mm -hmm. we're, we're just, we're still 25, you know. That's right. Yes. And yes. looking good too. Thank you. <laughs> it's all here, right? Yes, it's all here. Yes. Eight is yeah. nothing but a number. That's <laughs> right. it. Yes, yes. I well, just happen so, to have a higher number than some. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay, we can leave that one alone, Jack. So Joyce, I'm I'm so excited for you. I'm so excited for us because this information, this film this symposium that you're bringing, I'm just, I'm overwhelmed and filled, filled with joy about this. Um, why is because in our culture, now I lived overseas. I lived in, in Lagos, Nigeria for years. You are from Nigeria. When I talk to my friends about kings and being amongst kings, they think that I'm crazy, but this is how we were meant to be. This is what we were born from. And here you've taken something that was so simple to our lives and managed to bring them here and are going to put them in a visual platform where our people can actually see what our current day kings look like from home. So I'm excited about that. And I'm going to ease back. I'm going to shut up and the floor is yours. Well, I, I thank you. This is an amazing journey. Um, as you know, I, I spent a lot of my years uh, growing up here in the United States. Um, I'm from Nigeria. And I, and I saw a lot of things. I saw my people here in the U.S. And when I say my people, I talk about African-Americans, you know, and knowing that they have been, they have, they're missing some things, some things have been taken away from them. And I felt that it was my place to help give it back. You know, the 400 years of enslavement and the pain may not be taken away, but I can still help to restore certain things in terms of identity. Because when you know who you are, there is something that happens in your psyche that makes you lift your head up high and say, yes, I can, because I know who I am. So I'm wanting us to understand that we're more than who they say we are. We're more than the ancestors who were enslaved. We honor them, but we must also honor where they came from, which is where we come from. So I decided to do this documentary. I wanted to give people an opportunity to go to Nigeria and have an immersive spiritual cultural and business experience because the world is our canvas the world is our stage it doesn't mean you know just because we're born in in, in america doesn't mean we have to stay here mm -hmm. in nigeria i see people from all over the world enjoying life enjoying the fruits of the land and then i'm saying okay 
my African American brothers and sisters need to be here too and to see this. But all the negative images prevent my people from going back home. That the is claim the problem. Was theirs. We that want to spend our problem. money in Paris. Yes, yes. We want to spend our money in Paris. We want to spend our money in some European country. But, you know, they've given us that negative image so that many mm -hmm. of us don't want to go home. So I decided, fine, if you won't go to the mountain, I'll bring the mountain to you. And I put out a, you know, a call. It was late, but I think everything happens for a reason. I put out a call. Say, anyone who is interested in going to Nigeria, this is itinerary. We will go to have an immersive, cultural, spiritual, and business experience in Nigeria. So, two people, two ladies from Harlem, travel with me. And it was an experience of their life. We were in Nigeria for 21 days. We were hosted by kings. We went to the places where the world started, where the world actually started. And it's not hearsay. You see the evidence of this at Ilefe. And you see the power of God manifested in mountains, waters, so many different places. That's where the energy that God used in creating the world, some of them are there, still healing people. So what you see in Disney World, we actually have the real thing. You see the real people, Lion King. Real Lion King. <laughs> you see people who who have the secret, they know the secret of fire. What do I mean by that? They can play with fire and fire will not burn them. I'm not talking about some, you know, tricks here. No. By the sound of their word, the words, you know, sound, they're able to work with fire and fire won't burn them. You see, you talk about animal whisperer. We are the original animal whisperers. In the film that you will see, it's going to be on, as Esther said, on the 20th. And I think Esther, it was only gonna be on for 24 hours, but I think I'm gonna to speak to people Maybe we can extend it to the 27th, as you said. There may be a reason as to why that yeah, number I, kept coming absolutely. up. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. It needs because to be done. When you watch that movie once, you're going to come back again and watch. I know people have watched it five times already, and they've already signed up to watch it again. Which so. is my next question. How is it that we can get the audience to watch the film? Tell us the pathway to that. And I will be putting it up on our site and I will be putting it in the chat, but do tell us how can they connect to the film to watch it right away? Okay. It's very easy. Um, you just have to register online. If you go to www.n like in Nancy, y 
africanensemble.com backslash upcoming dash events. Okay? Or just go onto the website of nyafricanensemble.com and look at the Black History Month events, which is on the right side. You'll and don't see worry, viewers, we will definitely put those links up there for you okay. guys. And you will see how human beings can dance with alligators on their back uh -huh. or with hyenas. <laughs> Let me tell you one little story before we go ahead. There's a, there is a place in Kebby State that you will see in the film. This place, an international fishing festival takes place there. A whole lot to tell you about that. That will come later. But what happens is that this river where the international fishing festival takes place is the abode of alligators. <laughs> so they have this festival once in a year where everybody from all over the world comes to participate in the fishing festival and they win cars and lots of money and whatnot. But before the festival takes place, the chief priest comes and speak some words in the water and you will see all these alligators come out of the river and line up and just walk parade out to somewhere we don't know so that the fishing festival to take can take place so mind you this river is filled with alligators right but during the fishing festival there's no alligator there they do the fishing festival. And then after it's gone, the fishing festival is over. The chief priest comes again. He whispers some words and you see the alligators go back inside the river. It's wow. amazing. It's amazing. You know, God is amazing. We have so much in Africa and we have been conditioned to feel that we have nothing or that we are nothing. We come from something and we are great people if we only allow ourselves to learn go back home get to know who you are have that immersive spiritual cultural and business experience in terms of business i was told that you can become a five, what does it call it? A Fortune 500 company within five years. You know the reason why? In Nigeria, you don't have as many competition as you have in America. Mm. That's why. And you're selling to a market of 200 million people. That's Nigeria alone. But other countries, neighboring countries still come in to buy merchandise. So while we are here struggling, trying to get some stimulus check, <laughs> some people who are not our shade at all say, y'all can have your stimulus check and they are making money. They're, they're capitalizing on what was our birthright. Absolutely. So let me let me ask you this because that that's a serious statement, and I need to have you 
come back on where we're giving you the whole hour and you can sit and talk with the family and let them know because I I need I've been as I said trying to connect you to my audience for quite some time now and everything happens in its own time but I want to sure that I give the platform that you're showing right now it's full due because in terms of them watching the film the film is leading to a somewhat online symposium that you're going to be doing on the 27th that I'm looking forward to but I also beyond that would like to connect them to because you have on running resources of thought that can help expand their minds as well so the film then the 27th with the kings and then after that how are they able to gravitate towards what you're speaking about and cultivating themselves to the journey back home okay. and will you ever do the, the will 27th. you ever do the nigeria trip again okay yes if not for the covid we had about 50 people who were ready to travel with me but the covid came Mm-hmm. But on the 27th we will be having real life Nigerian traditional kings who are also in the movie they will be joining us to answer questions that people may have about anything some people have asked me about um that they've told me that they would like to ask them about investment opportunities some people have questions about so many things so the kings will be there and they are so looking forward to speaking with you all <laughs> i say you all cuz i'm always talking with them you know but it's it's something we're looking forward to because you know the world is becoming smaller globalized mm. mm-hmm. and because of zoom thankfully we're able to do this so we're looking at doing something positive making lemonade out of lemon so because we are not able to travel zoom allows us to travel without paying for the ticket and connecting with people that we normally would not be able to connect with mm-hmm. so thank you zoom we will be mm-hmm. having the kings online and they will be talking and answering questions so that when you want to travel to meet with them you would have at least made your acquaintance with them on on Zoom through Zoom so they're waiting they're excited just as we are excited and it's a different thing to have an african kings online they see these these are kings and they're they we call them our royal fathers and that's what they are So on the 27th they will be on. Now mind you it's going to be 10:00 in Nigeria time by 4:00 our time here. Okay. Okay. I'm just I'm so I I know my I'm looking out at the audience and they see me with this dreamy look on my face. It's because I just I love to sit back and listen to you. I just I can't believe that you're actually on screen finally. 
with me and I'm so looking forward to the experience with you. I would love for you to come back and be on the show because there are so many questions. There's so many things that people have asked me from living overseas in Nigeria specifically that I would love to have you speak more about because that's where you were born. And and why would I speak on something when I have someone who's authentic to the area? that they can speak directly to. But it's fine. my dear Joy, you know. <laughs> if I could jump in there, you know. Yes. If I can jump yes, in there Jackie. one second. Um you remember we were just speaking about um retirement and where, you know, you might want to live out the rest of your life and <laughs> she mentioned <laughs> the homeland <laughs> and because so many of us don't have access to it and as Joyce said a lot of us have negative visions of what it is i think this would be something that a lot of us should take part in watch and and just see what it is that maybe we may be missing being here in america um i'm looking very forward to watching the film and you know it might just open up my horizons as well as far as where I might want to live out the rest of my days. And Jax, that's done on purpose because if I don't want you to engage in something, I'm going to make it as negative as possible. They say they want us out of the United States. They tell us as we were growing up, go back home where you came from, but they block us from being there. We got to wake up. Everything that she's doing right now with this, the film, with the kings coming on screen this is a part of an awakening at some point the cover has to come off of your eye before you die you have to be given the truth in order to make a firm decision in your life and the truth is coming forward because you cannot cover the truth it will always rise to the top so yes I was talking to you in fact it was just yesterday we were talking about let's retire and go back to Africa. There are programs that people don't know about for Africans who are Americans to go back and live in in Africa. The government is helping to pay for us to gravitate back there, but you would never know about it unless somebody said something. They would never come out with it. So this is this is another part of the journey that I am seriously looking forward to and Joyce once again I am overwhelmed at the fact that you are here I'm so honored and I'm so excited and cannot wait to have the the whole thing unfold in front of us I thank you for having me but I want to say one thing before I leave African Americans can have the best of both worlds can have the best of both worlds. Yes. And do whatever you're doing here. Have another base in Nigeria. I'm going to say Nigeria because that's where I come from. <laughs> you know, and then you don't have to struggle but you can live. Mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning and smell fresh air. There's no struggle. I'm running to work. I got to get this done. I and, and, and you don't have time to smell the roses, as it were. You have time to smell the roses in Nigeria. 
you do your work and then you get an opportunity to live enjoy life so i put it to my brothers and sisters this is why i came to america to bring you back home this is why i'm like saying that. it right here to bring you back home because when they stole you away i was there and i made a promise that i will come and find you and i will bring you back home so this is my promise are you speaking with the voice of Ochun now? I said. My phone, sister. I am a messenger. Ah, wow! That what a beautiful way to end the show. And one more time, family. That film is running right now. I'm going to put it on our way webpage if you look to your left it's going to be in our chat get on it watch it it's free watch it a couple of times and then i'm going to give you the path to the website so that you can register to be on the program when the kings come on so that you can speak to them and ask your questions yourself Joyce Adewumi, oh my gosh, I'm so blessed. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And because of you, Esther, we're going to extend the day. I'm going to speak to my people. We're going to extend it from your mouth. God's ears. Well, you know, when a daughter of Gemma Ja talks, hey, what what can you do? But ladies and gentlemen, family, thank you so much. Jackson and I were thrilled that you could be here. Joyce, thank you one more time. And without further ado, we're going to tie it up. Jax, you ready to tie it up? Like a bow. <laughs> okay, so we're going to see you next time. In fact, we're going to come on Sunday because the Kings are going to be on on the 27th at the same time that our show would be on. So we're going to come on the day after, which is the tw- is there the 28th. We're going to come on the last day of February. So you will have a free, there will be no ESPN Jacks on at 6 o'clock on Saturday so that you can watch the Kings speak. Jax and I will be back on Sunday the 28th with ESP Speaks because we're going to be watching the Kings too on the Saturday. But until then, you know what I'm going to say. Be positive. That's negative. We'll see you next time on ESP and Jack Speaks. Have a great night. <laughs>